Ever wished an expert could audit your whole list building funnel? Well, friends, I'm going to walk you through the 18 questions you need to know to do it yourself. And as we go through each one, I'll give you a feel-good high five or a small improvement you can make that will strengthen your funnel. Let's go. You are listening to the Launch Playbook Podcast, the weekly podcast for service-based business owners to discover the starts, stops, and tools of transformation that go into launching their online offers. I'm your host, Sarah Bartanian, and if you want to launch your ideas into the world faster with more success and less burnout, well, friend, consider this show your secret playbook to get you there. off the Launch Playbook podcast with an episode to get your mind on your list building funnel, because building a list is one of the best ways you can have a successful launch, whether that's introducing a new service to the people on your list or putting out a course, membership, or group offer. When clients come to work with me, it's often something they've done a few steps in but haven't yet really dedicated energy towards, so we usually start right away at building a list. I'm pulling out my former teacher hat for this episode to help you self-assess your list building funnel and give you feedback to move forward. If you've been wondering if your list building funnel is working for you, then you're going to love this hands-on episode. I'm excited to help you self-assess your funnel so you can feel good it's set up to convert or walk away with tangible actions you can take to make it conversion ready. So get your favorite notebook, pen, turn your laptop, and open up your lead magnet. Here comes question number one. First question to ask yourself is, does your lead magnet connect to an offer you have? If yes, way to go. This is how you convert your subscribers to buyers. And if not, I want you to think about being purposeful about your lead magnet. And that starts with mapping out a path from your lead magnet directly to your offer. Let's move on to question number two. Did you research and find evidence of your customer's words before you created this funnel? So if you did that, smart move. Listening to your customer's problems and wishes is one way you can serve them well. And if you missed out on that step, I'd love you to consider going back and reviewing all the pages, your lead magnet, landing page, any emails you're sending out, and your lead magnet itself to try to incorporate some of your ideal customers exact words into your copy. So when they read it, it really resonates with them. Question number three, does your lead magnet address your client's right now problem? So think about what are they searching for on Google? That is their right now problem, something that's on their mind when they inquire to possibly reach out to work with you. If you address the right now problem in their lead magnet, way to go. You have adopted a listening mindset your customers are going to think you're reading their mind. And if you haven't addressed that problem right now, I recommend you go on what I like to call a listening tour to uncover your customers' issues and wishes so you can create a lead magnet that helps them move forward. Question number four, does your landing page's headline highlight the big promise of your lead magnet? If yes, do a little happy dance, friends you're grabbing the attention of the people you love to serve. And if it doesn't quite call out the promise, I'd love you to consider updating your headline to hook your reader by calling out the big result they'll get from grabbing your lead magnet. Question number five, did you clearly state who the lead magnet is for? Can you check that one off? The nice work. This is a really powerful way 
to know you're inviting the people you can help to your list. And if you didn't clearly state who will benefit most from your lead magnet, make sure on your landing page, you call out exactly who this is for. Question six, are you highlighting the benefits of what people will achieve now and in the future with your lead magnet? Check that one off. Amazing. People will love knowing what results are within their grasp. And if you didn't, then go on to that landing page and I'd love you to add benefits because they are a snapshot into your customer's future. So give them a peek of what's to come. Number seven, is it obvious what a person gets when they fill out your opt-in form? Like, Do they know they're signing up for your lead magnet or are they thinking it's just a new- newsletter? Are they not really sure? If yes, you're really clear then I want to tell you that you deserve a t-shirt that says clear is kind and I want you to wear that one with pride. And if you weren't clear about what to expect when someone signs up to your list, I'd love you to add a sentence above your opt-in fields that highlight the goodies your reader will get if they sign up for your lead magnet. Let's go on to number eight. Is your call to action and button straightforward? Yes? All right, smooth move. People will tap that button soon. And if it's not straightforward, I'd love you to review your CTA, your call to action, and your button to make sure it's obvious to the reader what to do next. Question nine. Did you include a thank you page that tells someone where to go and what to do next? If yes, amazing work pointing your reader in the right direction. And if this is a step you missed out on, make sure you add this page. The thank you page is really important so that you can direct people to their email so they can grab your lead magnet. And it's also going to come in handy when you decide to start running Facebook ads too. Question number 10. Does your first email give your new reader the impression that you really get them and what they want? You think so? Amazing. First impressions count and you're obviously making a good one. And if you're not feeling so strongly about that first email, I'd love you to update it so that you can really love on your new subscriber, show that person that you really get them and where they're at right now, really empathize with their situation and how you can help them move forward. Today's episode is brought to you by The List Playbook. It's my proven step-by-step template and workshop series that teaches you how to write and create a list building funnel that converts and where you can get your hands on all 18 of the questions I'm covering today in your very own click and assess report card. Sound like something you could use? Scoop it up at saravartanian.com forward slash list dash playbook for only $37. Now let's get back to the episode. Question number 11, did you deliver your lead magnet in the first email? If you did, you can check that one off. High fives. You're now going to avoid those pesky emails asking where to find your lead magnet. And if you didn't, include delivery of your lead magnet in that first email so people can get the goodie they signed up for quickly. Question number 12, are you careful to focus on one micro action So one small ask in each email so you can lead the reader to your ask and not confuse them with too many options. If yes, phew, your readers are going to know exactly what to click on 
And if you put a lot of different asks in your email, I want you to end reader confusion by focusing on only one ask per email. It's okay if you ask more than once. So you have, if you have more than one link to the same place, but focus on only one place at a time. So if you want people to go to your sales page, only have links clicking to your sales page. If you want them to go to your Instagram, only have links clicking to your Instagram. One ask per email. Question number 13. Does your welcome sequence include an email that reminds people to use the lead magnet and explains how they'll be one step closer to solving their current issue? If you did, nice work. Imagine how good your reader's going to feel about the idea of working with you when they experience a quick win. And if you haven't yet, help your reader experience that quick win by reminding them to use your lead magnet. This is how they'll start to know what you offer really works. And I know it does. So let's get them out there and using that lead magnet of yours. Question number 14. Did you include an email in your welcome sequence that asks your reader to self-segment so you can serve them up the most relevant content? So self-segmenting is when you ask them to identify how they're feeling or something they're interested in. And if you did that, this is sort of like a high level next step inclusion in your welcome sequence. And it's really powerful because it can help you serve the people that you want to work with at the really highest level because you're only sending them the things that are relevant to them. So if you did this, you're going to really dazzle your customers when you serve them up content that is curated for their specific needs and wants. Keep that up. And if you haven't yet, consider if you're serving different groups of people. And if you are, then include an email that gives them options that are related to your service and use this info to serve them up special offers. So for example, on my email list, I ask people to self-segment by telling me whether they're growing their one-to-one service, if they are interested in building a course or a membership, or they're looking to scale and optimize something they've already launched. And that's how I know how I can best serve the people on my list. Question number 15, are you sprinkling in social proof, authority building, and opportunities to shift beliefs in your emails? So we're speaking about social proof. We're talking about those beautiful testimonials that you might have, snippets from a Google Doc or some feedback you've gotten for a customer, authority building, talking about your expertise and the results it's given. And also those shifting beliefs means helping your customers, potential customers and your readers and the people on your list really get to look at a subject related to what you do from a new perspective. So for example, when you're on my list, you'll often hear me talking about the need to listen before you write, because that's how we can ensure that we're connecting with the people we love to serve. And that's one belief I'm always helping to shift and talking about with my clients that need to connect with the customer and listen to the customer before we create anything. So what beliefs do you need to shift for your potential customers and clients and readers on your list in order for them to understand that you're the right person to help them solve their problem? So if you have done that already, then I want you to listen closely because I'm sure that the sound of sales are going to be hitting your inbox soon if they're not already 
as you are quickly building that like, know, and trust factor. And if you haven't yet included these things in your emails, update your emails to include a few testimonials, references to the work and results that you get, and some references to the ideas you want to shift for your customer and some stories about them. Question number 16. Have you created a few subject lines for each email in your welcome sequence and avoided writing them in title case? If you did that, nice work. You're going to watch your open rates and you're going to see that your favorite subject line is working well and that people feel like you're writing to them and it's not another really promotional email landing in their inbox because it's all in title case. If you didn't do that yet, consider writing a few subject lines that are sparking your reader's curiosity so they'll want to open their email and then also test more than one subject line to see which one is resonating more with the people on your list. Question number 17. Are you using images and words that make sense together so they connect all the pieces of your funnel? So if you are putting out social media images, directing people to your list, sharing things in your Instagram stories, do the images and words and those social posts or however you're driving traffic to your lead magnet and the landing page where people sign up, do they match? Does the branding look similar? Do the photos look similar? Do they seem like a really seamless experience? If yes, then I want to tell you that you are so clever. This is how you're going to keep people from bouncing away. And if you haven't done that yet, review all the pages and parts of your list building funnel to make sure it's that really seamless experience for people. So that's the branding, photos, and words. So that as customers who are going to sign up to your list move through each step, it feels like they're in a connected place. It's very thoughtful and it all feels on brand and like a really great experience. Question number 18. Have you created at least three to five opportunities for someone to sign up for your lead magnet? If you have, prepare yourself because your list is going to grow. And if you haven't yet done that, look through your website and social media channels to see where you can add opportunities for people to sign up for your lead magnet. Okay, let's review your report card. If you said yes to seven or less questions on this report card, then you're missing a few ideas that will take your funnel from okay to conversion ready. So I want you to go back and re-listen to this episode so you can use the feedback to improve your funnel. If you said yes between 7 to 15 questions on this list, then you're on your way. You've put a lot of effort into your funnel. You can review the report card by re-listening to this episode to find a few ideas to make your funnel stronger. And if you said yes to 16 or more, you are amazing and your funnel is really ready to convert. So if you haven't already said it live, do it and test it. As a classroom teacher, when giving feedback on a piece of work, sometimes we'd say, here's two stars and a wish for you. So that's how I'm going to end today's episode for you. My first star for you is to remind you, you've already gotten several pieces of a list building funnel in place. And my second star is that you have now the key questions in your earbuds to assess your funnel again and again. And my wish for you is that you choose just one suggestion you received today, mark a time in your calendar to get it done within the next two weeks. 
Thanks for tuning into the Launch Playbook Podcast. If you want to get weekly launch secrets in your ears, I hope you'll hit subscribe on iTunes so you'll never miss an episode. Because who knows? It could reveal just a thing you've been looking for to make your next launch a success. And be sure to leave a five-star review on iTunes telling me how this episode inspired your launch plans. Until next time, keep putting your big ideas out into the world. I'm rooting for you.